we are not hungover from the OG tailgate, but we might be a little hungover trying to process what exactly is happening with MJ Morris and his decision to redshirt at NC State. Today on Ovius and Julio, we'll discuss what it means for the Wolfpack, what it means for MJ, and what it means for the NIL market going forward. We'll also get into Duke Carolina this weekend. Who will be quarterback for the Blue Devils taking on the Tar Heels? Steve Wiseman, News and Observer, will drop on by. Speaking of the Tar Heels, you want tickets to this game against Duke? Check out SeatGeek, the official ticket marketplace for UNC Athletics. Big thanks to the Tar Heels for sponsoring us throughout the entire football season. We actually are giving away some Duke Carolina tickets. We're closing it up today, by the way. Today is the last day you can qualify. So go to our Instagram account. At OG Triangle Media, look for the post that has the Duke Carolina tickets. Like it, leave a comment. If you want to increase your chances, make sure you make an IG story out of it, and that'll increase your chances of winning these Duke Carolina tickets. You don't win them, but you still want to go? Check out SeatGeek, the official ticket marketplace for UNC Athletics. OG. 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 Let's podcast alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovius inside the Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties and thanks to Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. Sometimes you need Copiers Plus to help you out with your guerrilla marketing campaigns, Joe. Did, did you put some more flyers up? I found some new porta potties <laughs> on the east entrance there by the arena. Enjoyed it. You know, sometimes you got to do oh, what you got to do. I love it. I love it. Uh, but more importantly, you might have some print management issues. Maybe you're looking to modernize your small to medium-sized business with document management to the cloud. That's where everybody is. Copiers-plus.com to get your print assessment. Speaking of assessments, you and I had to do an assessment on the MJ Morris situation at NC State before we knew the official news. Uh, this is actually something that goes back to Monday's show where I referenced a rumor, which Idiot me, we never got around to it that day. I think we just got we just kind of barreled into other conversations, but we addressed it in full yesterday with the anticipation that we would get the news that MJ Morris was going to redshirt. Now, you and I differed yesterday in that I thought logic would prevail, that we are in a new world of name, image, and likeness and collectives and money and negotiations and leverage. These are all realities. You and I are in agreement that we're all pro player empowerment. Cool. I thought there'd be a conversation with all parties involved and that, hey, man, if your future is at NC State, you can't redshirt. And that's the attitude that I had. Nah, that's not, he's not going to, if he's NC State's quarterback, there's no way you could do this and come back. But you were like, I don't know, man. I don't know. No, the, the way that it has been explained to me all along is that from MJ and his family, from their camp, mm -hmm. they believe that they can redshirt and stay at NC State. Right. That's, that doesn't make any sense. That's illogical. Yeah. Okay. And, and the, again, this isn't about fan necessarily about fan reaction. No. It is about how your teammates react. It's about how the locker room reacts. One important piece of information here is the locker room wanted MJ Morris to replace Brendan Armstrong. Mm -hmm. that, that's what the players wanted. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, I get that part of it. Um, but this and, and, and they've the coaching staff. The collective, they have they had been hearing about this from MJ's camp. This is still a possibility. This mm -hmm. is still something that could potentially happen. And everyone was kind of everyone on this side, not in MJ's camp, was had that same thought. Like, if you effectively bench yourself now, mm -hmm. 
you are going to now you're going to affect the locker room the other way and and from the collective side. Okay. And let's give Dave Doran credit because the strongest thing he has is his culture at NC State and his open communication and his ability to retain and develop players. That's the strongest thing he has. Yeah. Okay. But this is the ultimate challenge for that because now you're getting into locker room dynamics with a player who we can debate how good or how good he hasn't been or what he's meant can, to this team. We can table that. But they, they are, they have won three of the four games that he has started since they switched to him. That's fine. And even if he hasn't played well, I do think there is an effect of the, the, the team kind of rallying around that change and the spark that we had talked well, about. It goes when to they what made the change. It goes to what you said. The locker room wanted this because if they were going to make anything of the season, they needed something, yeah. anything to kind of change where the offense was headed. Again, has MJ Morris been fantastic? No, we tend to romanticize NC State quarterbacks around here for some reason. To a certain extent, we do with UNC quarterbacks as well. But, but we can table that conversation. But for once later. you make a choice, yeah, okay, yeah. as we've learned, there are consequences for those choices. Mm-hmm. So you might, I can sit here and say, well, it's not about the fans. But the truth of the matter is, the way that nil money works, it's not from ESPN, it's not from Adidas, it's yeah. not from your sponsors. It's from you going to your booster fans mm-hmm. and saying, hey, I need money to pay Brendan Armstrong. Hey, I need money to pay Peyton Wilson. Hey, I need money to pay Jarkel Joyner in mm-hmm. basketball, right? Or Quavion Smith right. in basketball. So now you have hamstrung the collective who is going to go to the fans and say, hey, we need money for MJ Morris. And then those people are going to go, why? So he won't play against Carolina? So he'll just watch us lose to Wake Forest? Like, well, well, hold on. Now, hold on a second now. So that's so that's, is, that's the choice that he's made. Yeah. And they're, I don't know his dad, obviously. I don't even really know him. Mm-hmm. But you can't make a choice and think, well, there's going to be no consequences for it. Right. So the dad is going to stay here for the next three years and make one point five million dollars. That's not how it no. works. The, the, dad, how it works. the dad talked to our old colleague, Brian Murphy, and reading the quotes uh, that Murphy got from the dad cracked me up because he's like, nobody said he I'm paraphrasing now, but like nobody said he was transferring. Buddy, like you, you don't have to say it explicitly. Right. We, we can kind of piece things together. And I think. That's actually what I spent way too much time doing last night while watching the hockey game at home was going down the rabbit hole to see if there were signs of this. Okay. And you know me, man. I mean, I can get online. Mm -hmm. Like I I probably spent too much time online. And as I'm trying to do a better job of not being so extremely online, I had to go put on my old internet super sleuth skills again. I'm like, okay, what did I miss? Are we missing anything? Were there signs of this? And I'm here to tell you there were signs if you decided to be extremely online and take it in the negative direction. Let's start with Dave Dorn. You know what Dave Dorn has been saying a lot the last couple of weeks? It's been lost in the whole fight with Steve Smith and, you know, oh, I'm getting to 78 wins and I'm here for, you know, yada, yada, yada. Dave's been talking a lot about how this country is soft and how we need more things like grit and determination and people who do not quit. Again, I'm paraphrasing some of the things that Dave has talked about, but J.C. Zembel, our guy over at Wolfpack Central, after the whole Steve Smith debacle, not debacle, but, you know, like the fun and frivolity. Kerfuffle. The curf- thank you. The, 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 the dust them up. Um, there, was a, there was a late in the week press availability with Dave, 
and he had asked, you know, there was the, he was getting asked about salty Dave and all yeah. sort of stuff. But in that same press conference, he was talking about how, you know, you know we're, we can't be a soft country and all this other stuff. Okay. All right. And there's a reason why the teammates, even though they wanted MJ Morris over Brennan Armstrong, what did Peyton Wilson do? He's like, Hey man, don't boo him. That guy's been here. He's, he, he struggled, you know, whatever. But I think they kind of understood like, Hey man, here's the guy who's sticking with it. So there's, there's some of the tea leaves that you can kind of read if you want to work backwards to here. And then speaking of extremely online, there's the mom. Right. And this is ultimately the story here. It's not MJ Morris. MJ Morris, I think is getting bad advice from the parents and the people around him about what's best for him going forward. And what exactly is his future, which that's something we'll delve into a little bit more because I'm still trying to understand the logic of redshirting this year and expecting to come back to NC State or go somewhere else. I, I think I could answer that one for you if you well, want me to do that one. Well, we can we can do that in a second. Let me okay. wrap up this point about uh, Kimberly Morris, who's MJ Morris's mom. So a couple back on November 1st, she goes scripture. Isaiah 54, 17. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Nope. Shame on you and only you. You took advantage of my giving nature and what you thought were unlimited second chances. And even worse, tried to make me feel bad about it, but I won't feel bad about it. And I will not change who I am, but I will change where you fit in my life. What a shame for you. I don't have it in front of me, but I think there was a time in which pack pride seemed to piss off. It was the Duke game where they, after the Duke game, they had written something about players who needed to step up. And one of them was MJ Morris. Yes. She quote tweeted and was like, he's never had any reps. He was supposed to red shirt this and that. So basically just shit. Be happy. He's playing. There is that. Hey man, shit. <laughs> Fans he, late. Shit. He played four games and yeah. got you to bowl eligibility. Shit, I mean, we're really happy that he won three games. <laughs> he so, helped you win three games. Okay. Thank you for, thank you for reminding me of that because that's yet another little scuttlebutt about like how the family feels about what MJ Morris's role on this team is. Okay, you're supposed to redshirt this year. Why should you be getting first team reps? If you're if the plan was to redshirt, why should you be getting first team reps over the guy who's actually playing Brennan Armstrong, right? So th those are again a few other things that if you go back and you look, the seeds have been there where the family was going to pull some shenanigans when it comes to their kid and MJ Morris. So this continues. This gets to all right, where's where's this other one? Uh, ah, yeah, this was after the fact. This was at 12:37 p.m. yesterday when they go low. We go high. So many have opinions, but few have all the information. Okay. And then she followed that up with retweeting an angry fan. Although I want you to tell me if this is a bot or not. So she says, thank you, sir. Retweeting this guy named Chris McGuire. That's all that Here's the information we do have. Your son is a backstabbing, quitting piece of crap. You can parade all your Michelle Obama phrases all day, but that doesn't change the fact that fact that your son quit on our football program. Okay. Now we can get into the coded language of that tweet, but I, I want to focus on something else because old Joe came out mm. extremely online. Joe came out and I always love reading the bios on Twitter. This is from Randolph Macon, 91 Virginia tech ECU. And will be an NC state football fan again. When we hashtag fire Dave, Carolina basketball fan, brother graduated from UNC. Excuse me? You are not a real person? That is that is an AI-generated image of Chris. You are not a real person. And Chris, if you listen to this podcast, <laughs> email me because I want to see you in person in this studio to explain how up. you are Virginia Tech ECU? Yeah. Virginia Tech ECU? 
and then NC State football with Carolina basketball. Exp- well, explain ECU, yourself. Carolina basketball makes sense. Um, no, yeah, but I, the ECU Virginia Tech, they no. like they're if you're from '91, they used to play those Thursday night games. Like I'm mad about this. Anyway, I need to calm down. I need to calm down from this bot that triggered me. Anyway, so you get you get my point sure. here. I'm going to answer the question for you, the original question. So let's get to that question. Why they came out? Why the parents came out and kind of said what they said or yeah. what they're doing? Yeah. They're trying to turn this around on NC State so that when he does leave, it becomes, we'll see. This We told you that day that we were coming back mm-hmm. and then this was the plan all along. They think they're slick with the messaging. They're right. not. They're not. They're not. No, the parents are not, not slick with the messaging. And I had a couple fans. And, and again, I'm not bringing the... I, I'm not bringing up any individual tweets or emails that I received or comments on YouTube because this was from more than enough people. Was, yesterday was... It was a lot, and I you kind of had to anticipate that it was going to be a lot. No, but people feel this kind of stuff deep, no, but what and I I'm get saying, that part of it. And and from their side too. No, but but what they I'm needed is, to get all everybody needed to get in front of this when they added Brennan Armstrong. Okay, we'll get to and that. it was never explained when Brennan Armstrong was brought in. So this okay. gets to your point about the messaging. We got a couple of responses saying, "Hey, man, he could get he could be hurt." No, he's he's not. He's hurt. not hurt. So, I'm he was, not even sure he was hurt last year. If he was, to hurt, be perfectly honest, that's fine. You. I've heard some of that speculation as well. If he was hurt, then Monday's press availability with Dave Doran lays out the week going into Wake Forest, then Virginia yeah. Tech, and then UNC. Hey, man, he took a shot. He's not at 100. percent His eligibility and redshirt plan is back on the table. And this is why we brought Brennan Armstrong here. Yeah. So there's mis-messaging number one, which tells me the coaching staff was not anticipating this. Because there's no, no I like think, for like I, comparison no, here. No, okay, I'll, I'll give you some inside information okay. here. There were 23rd hour conversations that happened here. Okay. Between the dad and the collective. Makes sense. Okay. Which makes sense. Because you're, sense. they, knew, the coaching staff knew about this weeks in advance. Mm-hmm. The collective knew about this weeks in advance. But it, the word that was used with me was shock. Yeah. That how can we NC state talking from the NC state point of view, Mm -hmm. how can we be Clemson in Miami Clemson, a team we almost never beat Miami, literally the last team still in the ACC that they've never beaten. Mm -hmm. How can you go through these games? Even if you weren't great in either game, how could you be on a team that beats Clemson and Miami and is feeling it right. And by the way, by the way, with two league losses until uh, Louisville beats Virginia on Thursday, is still technically alive to make the ACC championship. That's game. fair. That's fair. Okay, so this is this is the the state point of view. Wait, now you're going to do what? Yeah, you're going to you're going to wait. What? So what's and the again, thought? if you want to leave, if you want to be Devin Leary, I think I think ultimately to get this to a bigger part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think they were in. I think the state side was like, okay, they're. They're telling us this, but we don't believe it. We just beat Clemson. We just beat Miami. I'm We're six and three. We, we have two great wins. We've got something going here. You know, why plus, I what I said yesterday. Plus, he's our quarterback of the he's our quarterback of the current, of mm-hmm. the present, and the future. We're gonna ride this thing. Let's go. Yeah. And I think they had conversations up until that last moment. Yes, up until the last moment yesterday when the they finally pulled the trigger and said no to her point about fool me once, this and that. Mm-hmm. They made the decision. And I think that at that point, you can't go back to Monday, right? And change the messaging. Cause I don't, I don't, I'm not sure they really believed that this was going to happen. Why would they? And like you and I, and many people who are having this very similar reaction, they're going, okay, fine. You're sitting out. Good luck yeah. at, at Missouri. Good luck at Coastal Carolina. Mm-hmm. Good luck at wherever, 
who's ever going to pay you? Because you can't stay here and expect to get paid. Okay, so which that's gets not to, how it works. So which gets to you bring up Devin Leary. Yeah, or there's and, Sam, and there's Sam Hartman and Brennan Armstrong. And Brennan Armstrong, Brennan Armstrong, right? I get all that stuff, but I think we have to stop looking at, well, when am I getting my payday? Is it your last year of no, eligibility? No, I don't, no, Joe, I don't think we have to stop. I think we have to start. Drake May was the freaking exception, yes. by the way. Yes. His whole family went to Carolina, other than the one brother who won a national title at Florida in baseball. Mm-hmm. All right? So that was never a real danger. Also, Drake May is about to make $45 million in the NFL mm-hmm. in four months. Yeah. So he doesn't need to go play for Alabama for even $5 million or whatever the ridiculous offer was allegedly. Okay? Yeah. Riley Leonard is the one you should be looking at right now. Mm -hmm. And we talked to Riley Leonard about this at the kickoff. And remember, he said, nobody offered me twice. Right. Because I told you this the night that Carolina and Duke played last year. And I went to the football game and I was super impressed with Drake May. And I said, that ain't the one you need to be worried about. Riley Leonard Leonard made himself some money last night. And I bet you Duke paid him uh, this offseason as they will. They should should. in the NIL world. As they should. We have to start thinking about Sam Hartman. We have to start thinking like David Leary in this sense. Okay. Okay. There's never been a true minor league in for football where you can actually above the table, make money. Right. Devin Leary is making $40,000 a month at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Sam Hartman. I would imagine as the number one quarterback on the, on the market is at least making a half a million dollars. Sure. Brendan Armstrong is making more than $200,000 this year to play football for NC state. Mm-hmm. So if you're MJ Morris, you're sitting here going, you know what? Maybe I won't make the NFL, but that's okay because I can make 200, 500, whatever, 100,000, maybe even a million by my last year if I'm good enough and Georgia wants to bring me home. Isn't that more money than you'll see in our lifetimes? I get that part. I get that's that the new reality. I, no, no, no. We're on the same page when it okay. comes to that. What I think you and I differ is the clock. Okay. The clock. Well, his clock's different because he's five to play four. He I, doesn't have a pandemic. I, I understand that. But if you are good enough, you'll be either taken care of by your school, the following Raleigh season, Leonard. All right. Yeah. Or if they can't come to the table with that money, you will then make that money somewhere else with yeah. the way the transfer portal works. But today. I think in the, the Morris family's head, by having the extra year, they could they now have three paydays instead of two. But here's my question. What's the payday going to be when you essentially opt out of the rest of the season in the and most then, crucial part of the year for a team that's trying that to get gets, to yeah. go from what looked like the nadir of a year for year 11, Dave Dorn to, oh, shit, you might have eight wins when it's all said and Maybe done. more. And you go to the table and say, hey, man, this is you before yeah. I started playing. And this is you after I started playing. Hey, pack of wolves. Let's get this money. And if you don't, well, then I go somewhere else with what I did. So that's, that's what I, that's that's where I talk about. The, that's the clock that I'm talking that's about. That's logical. It's a complete miscalculation by his family. Complete. Yes. Yes. And that's what I, I guess that's why I'm having a hard time with this. The other, the other side of this too is, and this gets back to a conversation you've had with Kevin Keats. I know he's mentioned it before that it's easier in basketball because you only have five guys. You only have five guys that you ultimately need. And you yeah, can need. go need yeah. and then you can go out and get that guy who can be a difference maker for your season the next year. Oh, you don't want to play next year. You feel that like you can go somewhere else. Fine. I can find a replacement for you in the transfer for, for my team. You know what other position you can do that at quarterback. 
in college football. And I'm telling you right now, that's the other side of this. If I'm NC State, if I'm the coaching staff right now, I say, based on what we've seen out of you in nine games, there is nothing that indicates to us that you are worth what you think you're worth. And we can find a replacement level QB for you in the portal, maybe even find somebody better if the collective is motivated to go out and get a better QB. And I think that gets back to the romanticization of NC State quarterbacks. Like the next guy up is going to be the next Phillip Rivers. The next guy up is going to be the next Russell Wilson. Hell, the next guy up might be Jacoby Brissett, who is a transfer guy anyway. The point is, let's not act like every QB that comes from NC State is the next one, the next NFL pack pro. We have to be honest about what we've seen from MJ Morris this year. When, when you only and it's have, not that good. When you only have three things in your life, Joe, you have to believe in those three things. I guess so. When you have tailgating, you believe in your tailgating. When you have NFL quarterbacks, you believe in your NFL quarterbacks. And when you have amazing ice cream, you believe in your amazing ice cream. That's that there. That's fair. That is fair. Okay. Can I can are, I end are this there segment? Any, yeah, we can say are there any other things to, to tie up here? Can I just end this segment by by throwing my my early campaign and because since I am allowed to tamper? Yeah. Um <laughs> can we bring the wolf blood home, please? Like, forget this money for a quarterback. Like you were saying, oh, let's go get a quarterback. Bring the wolf blood home, man. Will Shipley. It's time, man. Your whole family graduated from state. You have your ACC title at Clemson. No, You're about to lose your job at Clemson to Phil Maffa. No. Come home. Stop it. No, that's not happening. The no, wolf blood. Speaking of tailgating, uh, OG tailgate last night ahead of the Buffalo game. Our wings were better than their wings. Uh, so big thanks out to uh, Ryan over at Wings Over. Who brought? Well, you brought the wings, but mm-hmm. he brought the Dutch shuffleboard game, Ooh, which was, was a lot not, of fun. I was not good at it, but yeah, people did enjoy it. People enjoyed that. Big thanks to uh, Kevin over at Sweetwater for bringing the beer. I have a new arena beer, the four twenty. Four twenty, man, good stuff. Um, not hungover today. That's number good. one, that's good. Feeling a little. I was feeling pretty good. Yeah, that's also good. And it's not. It's not watery. No, but it's obviously not. You know, it's got some flavor to it. It's not the one that the other one that they sell at the arena that is an instant hangover. Yes. A brand we won't mention because this is now my new official okay. arena beer. Good. I'm glad you found a new arena arena yeah. beer. I like that. And so Kevin over at Sweetwater provided the beer. Uh, and thanks to Sleek Fleet. Sleek Fleet. All over the place. Apparently yesterday, our <laughs> pronunciation hasn't been great for Tyler and his crew, but Sleek Fleet. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. It's the third time now I've used Tyler and Sleek Fleet. Mm-hmm arena when he when you know the name of the guy in the parking lot bud where he's like yeah bud will let me come over and i'm like see this is a man who knows his business you got to get in and out like if you or me tried to like drop our kid off oh, at a concert it. or a game or something forget you'd sit th- we'd be cursing on uh tr- on Tryon or wait i'd be kicking jackson out on wade avenue like i just cross the street in traffic <laughs> you know so sleek fleet coming through in the clutch yesterday. Love it. Absolutely love it. And I love our listeners who all came out and they all had a great time. Uh, Shout out to Mindy. Uh, She tweeted this yesterday. Uh, Had such a great time at the tailgate. Didn't take any pictures because she was having such a good time. But the wings, the beer, and the smack talk were all on point. Big thanks to Joe and Joe and their sponsors. Can't wait for the next tailgate and random European table games. Maybe you'll actually bring out the Mulkey. The Mulkey needs to make a spring appearance, I think. I'm with you on that. We'll find a different spot to make that happen. Uh, from Josh, thanks to Joe and Joe for the beer and the wings. Cause chaos, a little sweet water, the wing action there. Uh, we had a couple of people who were not winners come through. 
Um, we also had, whoa, whoa, which, whoa. which was the point. Oh, their position is winner, Joe. They're winners in life. <laughs> For instance, I said, hey, pop the trunk. I got stuff. Bennett came through. You never know what might fall out when they pop the trunk in the PNC parking lot. He walked out of there with a Lonnie Pool golf course at. Whoa. And a Positive Vibes Only t-shirt. Shout out to Alex, who walked up and said, that's my damn goalie. And took home the Cam Ward signed shirtsy from God knows when. Very I nice. No idea how old that thing is. And and we gave away the uh, organizers. We did. We had a couple of people come the up court and organizers. say, "Go ACC." Well, the first person, I think it was Michael, who had said to me, "Go ACC," and I'm like, "Okay, cool." You forgot. I forgot that that we were giving away the uh, cord the, the organizer. Cord organizer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you forgot about that. And then that. he was like, wait a second, because then someone else came up and said, go ACC. And I was like, oh, and then, but they were like, yeah, the corridor. I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. So we gave those away. And Michael was like, what in right? I'm like, listen, you're here. We're, we're a socialist society yeah. here. We, we like to spread out our, our winnings. We don't, we don't like to funny. hoard uh, our my, prizes. Michael actually messaged uh, our Instagram account. You know, thank you for using all your advertising budget on us. <laughs> it was a fun night. Made me smile that we got to see uh, three of the show guys, you know, beer, wings, car in action. They were all kind to us. Kind to us. Hope the next tailgate you bring out your family's storied fajita recipe, Ooh. so we can taste the legacy that's been passed down generations. Yes, the I, butcher's market. I actually they uh, trolled me by wearing D'Angelo jerseys too. By the way, I actually enjoyed the 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 wing culture mm-hmm. of sometimes you're at a tailgate and you're like I want a sandwich or I want a burger or you know something like that. And wings are social, man. But the wings were like, first of all, were you proud of me getting the Korean? Spice. The fire. Korean fire. The Korean fire. Because that was a new move for me. Mm-hmm. We got the hot lemon pepper, mm-hmm. which some people did vote for you. But I, I want to say informal straw, straw poll, sweet chili was definitely the winner yeah, as the, the most popular. The, le- the It's funny. The leftovers. I brought them back to the house. Caleb destroyed them. And he's like, well, what's left? I'm like, Caleb, dude, I don't know. I just dumped, we, we put them I all just the, dumped the remaining wings into a tin. <laughs> so dealer's choice, it's man. A melange. But he, he figured out, he's like, oh, that's the, that's the sweet chili. I go, there you go. There you go. Cause you, you ordered the most of those. I think. I think so. I did. But anyway, it was all a great time. We've gotten some questions for people who couldn't make it out for a variety. Of, I get it. It was a random Tuesday night against mm-hmm. Buffalo in November. Totally get that. Um, so if you didn't make it, no big deal. We're going we'll to do, do it again. again. Yeah, we'll do it again. Well, my guess is we'll probably do it right in the spring when it warms up. You want to do yeah. a cold one? Oh, no. You want to do a little January uh, no, doldrums? No, You don't want to do that? You want to freeze your ass uh, off? Maybe if there's a weekend game. Okay. Do something like that. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. Big thanks to Hometown Realty for sponsoring Ovias and Jillio. Check them out. MyHTR.com. Buy, sell. They got the mortgage calculator. Most importantly, uh, there's a couple of things. One, guaranteed offers are a joke like stop it not in this market you don't need a guaranteed offer a lot of homes are going for over list and then most importantly when it comes to new construction you need brokers to put you in the right places and that's what hdr does yeah you need their expertise that's what you need six locations from here to the beach they've got you covered more than 250 agents the family of brokers at hometown realty that's what you're looking for to maximize your top priority that's my also, a big thanks to Whitaker and Hammer for sponsoring Ovis and Jillio. Check them out online, wh.lawyer. Again, that's wh.lawyer. I feel like we have to have a consultation with Whitaker and Hammer for some of our contest rules, Joe. We do. That's overdue. And <laughs> yes, I also need to do my driving school. Uh, so thank you for reminding me. 
It's online now. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not know yeah. the driving school is online now. You don't yeah. have to go to like some nondescript office park. Park. No. No. no okay. I have to do that today, actually. All right. All right. Uh, to fulfill my requirements <laughs> for my latest traffic violation. <laughs> but yeah, if you get in trouble, just go to the world's greatest URL. WH.lawyer. Speaking of the Carolina Hurricanes, they got the win in overtime. And oh, who did it again? Marty no, Natchez. No, it must have been uh, Martin Nook. Nope. Must have been Jordan Stahl. Nope. Must have been, wait a second, the guy who scores every goal ever in overtime. Yeah, it's Marty Natchez. Yes. He's the new secret weapon uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes. But the, the story of the night is trying to get a handle on what's going on with uh, Freddie Anderson, who is out indefinitely because of blood clotting. Again, we don't know which particular way that goes. It could be one of two things. We've seen instances in, in, in the past of athletes dealing with blood clotting. A lot of sitting, a lot of travel. There's all sorts of ways that it affects athletes more than others. So nothing but the best to Freddie Anderson. Hopefully it's a it's a quick turnaround. They can get this figured out. He gets the treatment that he needs. But I think last night was another another example of the Canes have handled the goalie situation probably as best they can. Results so far this season aside, I think we can all agree that the Carolina Hurricanes and goalie play has been their weak spot. They've had some injuries too on defense. I get that stuff. I know there's some rumors about, you know, some trade rumors regarding Tony D'Angelo, but ultimately the difference of the season has been goaltending. The last night gives you a yet another example of why you have confidence in the Canes that they tend to get these things right because they have an absolute freaking pro in Auntie Ranta, who was very good last night. The, the one goal was on Seth Jarvis. Uh, that's obviously one he would want back. Uh, he's not going to be, you know, Ronta's not going to be absolutely perfect, but he made a couple of great saves, including coming out of the crease at one point uh, to make a big save. And Rod Brindamore was asked by Luke DeCock at the News and Observer after the game about, you know, having Ronta there. And I thought Rod was as practical as possible when it comes to what's going on. I mean, we, like I, I, the one, I, I don't know, it's not a good side, but without, you know, without Freddie, we didn't play probably half the time he's been here without him. So this is not like something like, oh, no. And then we've got, you know, Cooch came up and he's done his part and Rance, I mean, we know what we're getting with those guys. So, um, you know, it's, uh, he, he was solid tonight and that's what we need. That, he needs solid goaltending in this league and that's what he did tonight. So again, that's Rod Brindamore after the game. And I guess what I'm doing here, Joe, is turning this into a Auntie Ranta appreciation mm-hmm. segment because not everybody could fulfill the role that Ranta does. Yeah, 11 straight home wins for him and Canes have won 15 of his last 16 starts at home. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what else do you want? <laughs> if you're going to play a certain style, which the Canes do, which they do. And, and, and we saw that last night. For the most part, they controlled that game, mm-hmm. right? Uh, always good for them when they get up and they can control that thing and kind of squeeze the life out of it. They get it 2-1 in the third period. Then Buffalo, they scored a nice goal. <laughs> it, it happens. Wasn't a, yeah, right? No, you can't it, do anything about that It sometimes. freaking happens. Yeah. But Ronson makes the saves that they have to make. They get it into overtime. I, I love... Uh, you. Nothing beats playoff hockey, mm-hmm. but three on three overtime great. comes really, really close. It's fun stuff. It's so entertaining. It's like watching NHL blitz. Sometimes yeah. the old arcade game. Yeah. Um, but look, the reason why, if I sound like I'm effusive with praise here with Bronte is that we don't necessarily get this often in sports where somebody just absolutely knows what their role is and they're absolutely comfortable with it. And when it comes to goalie in the Carolina hurricanes, it has run the gamut in terms of who you've had. I mean, you can go all the way back to Archer Survey 
with the whole play me or trade me. Now the game has evolved since Archers Urbe was the goalie for the Carolina Hurricanes. And I think most teams understand that you have two that you can rely on, maybe a third, which is what the Carolina Hurricanes have been doing with Kochekov. But you have to understand what your roles are. And Ranta knows what he is. He's comfortable in what he is. And I think he also understands, and the Canes understand, that he's not going to be at 100% this entire time. And he's comfortable with knowing that Kochekov is going to get some time too. Now, how does this work with Halak on this tryout basis? I don't know. And that actually going forward, spinning this conversation forward, I do wonder, you know, what was it? Two years ago, you and I were very adamant about, hey, man, let the Russian cook. <laughs> if, if this is your goalie of the future, let him cook. And the Carolina Hurricanes have handled him in a very judicious way since. He's had his ups and downs. That's goaltending is voodoo. But I do wonder if this is a season, given the situation with Freddie Anderson, where Kochekov can take that next step up. Rantz is not going to be the one that's going to get in your way. Because, again, he understands his role. Can Kochekov step it up? Because I think it's probably better for him to play at this level now rather than whatever nebulous minor league situation the Canes have found themselves in without having a proper affiliate for him to be stashed. Because I think that factors into. Also, you look back at the West Coast trip that they just had in the three games that they played mm-hmm. poorly in. Those are the three games Kachekov played. I know. Like, there's a reason the lock is now part of this I know. equation. I know. Also, remember now, Kachekov is out of contract. That's 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 team friendly. It's very team friendly. So they can afford to kind of move it around mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to wonder about the 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 Ruski. The Ruski. I, I feel like this is an opportunity. Where's the Ruski rookie? Right. I'm I'm starting to wonder if 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 he's going to take that step. Yeah. This this is the opportunity. Sometimes to you gotta throw step. the puppy in the ocean. Yeah. I agree with you on that. I agree with. You. Speaking of which, I feel like I'm the puppy that's going to be thrown in the ocean. I'm going to Detroit tomorrow. Okay. So there's a Ooh. there's a Ooh. there's a Junior Canes tournament. Ah, but even better for yeah. Joe. Yeah. I'm not going to Canada, bro. No, you don't have to go to Canada. I don't. No, I just need you to punch in some bets on your phone for me. Can I do it in Detroit? Yeah, Michigan. Is it legal in Michigan? Yes. All right. Pretty much legal in every freaking state but Except ours. here, right? Okay. And so I'm driving to Detroit, doing the I'm pure so- Michigan. I'm sorry? Thing. I'm driving. So you want to make a bet? No, I've already lost that bet. I don't like to lose. No, but here's the place. thing. Here's, here's the nuance, though. The last bet that you're referencing is that you didn't believe I can get down to Disney World from Raleigh in right. nine hours, which I did. You, you was better than it was. No, like I crushed seven it. Seven and a half or something. I some crushed nonsense. it. I crushed it. <laughs> So based on, I'm going to leave tomorrow around 6 or 6.30 in the morning. Google Maps says 10 hours to get to Detroit. Over under, Joe. Oh, take your under. Okay. Under 10 hours? I'm not betting against you on this one again. All right. I am. Uh, I it's am, just me and Jacob, so. I am betting against Rodgers, though, on Saturday. So is, you want me to take bets? Yes. I will send you the so login. So wait, what happens if I win? Whoa, whoa, it's my account. I don't know what this I I is. Oh, so you want me to log <laughs> in? Well, I want yeah. I want twenty five percent. No, I'm sorry. If I'm making the bet for you, I'm gonna make some money off this oh, myself. You're gonna be there. It's a uh, it's a nothing for you. What do you mean nothing? I gotta pay for the. I'm going to the Red Wings. Pay game. for anything? I'm going to the Red Wings game on Thursday night. Ooh, they're, let's they're, bet on the other Sebastian. They're, they're taking on. Uh, they're taking on Montreal. I don't think he's still there. <laughs> I don't think so. They're taking on Montreal. <laughs> Now, I've never been to Detroit. I've never been to Little Caesars Ooh. Arena. So I'm going to finally... I have not been to their new arena, but I actually, I do sneaky like Detroit. So 
I've heard nothing but great things about mm-hmm. the arena itself and the whole area because that's what the Canes want to do with their with their stuff. Um, but I feel like this is going to be a lesson learned for me where all the vetching about prices locally, I'm about to get a real experience as to, wait, oh, you thought $40 was expensive to park? You're too lazy to do the ParkWiz app and save money? Just wait until you want to park by the arena and it's $60 or whatever it is to park near the arena. Another reason to use Sleek Fleet. This is true. This is true. It's a very, very good point, Joe. Very good point. Speaking of ways to save money, you can do that with your insurance and getting the right insurance through State Farm. So go hit up Matt Davis, insuregarner.com, theoginsurance.com, or call him directly at 919-779-8277. I'm a State Farm customer, been saving money for a long time. I know we've had a couple of our listeners save money through Matt Davis. So again, call him directly at 919-779-8277. Yeah, be like Troy. Hit up Matt Davis over in Garner, State Farm. Save yourself some money. And talk to a real person. Also, thanks to Homefield, the bomber jackets are money. They've got so many different styles. Mm. But the Carolina one, the NC State one, and the Duke ones are fantastic. And you can use the promo code OG23 to save 15% off your order. I can tell that some of our listeners have been waiting to use that promo code for just the right thing. This and, is it. And yesterday, I got a couple of people messaging me it. saying, yep, all right, got me. Thank you for helping us save money on these jackets. Christmas is now here. It's time. So it's time. So anyway, go hit them up. Homefieldapparel.com. Use that promo code OG23. We're moving on. College football playoff rankings came out last night. (laughs) Nothing changed. It's Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, and Florida State, Washington on the outside looking in. If you want to get into the spiciness, you do wonder about Oregon, Texas, and Alabama. And I guess if there was a debate last night at all outside of Michigan, it's should Texas be ahead of Oregon with their win over Alabama? Alabama comes in at eighth. Does Texas have a better resume? I know that Greg McElroy was setting this up on the debate show last night. Like if you sit here and you talk about Ohio State's resume, you sit here and you talk about Georgia's resume or what Florida State's been able to do, Washington number five, well, then you're going to have to give a little bit more love to Texas for their win over Alabama. And as Alabama's doing that thing again with Nick Saban, where they're starting to look like they're going to spoil the party with one loss to Texas. I would yeah, prefer that Alabama went away, but I have starting to get the feeling that Alabama might win the SEC. Yeah, I'm with you on that too. Now, here's the one thing that did raise an eyebrow. What is North Carolina doing at number 24 in the college football playoff rankings? They beat South Carolina. An I, SEC I, I, team. Look, am, am I, is this nitpicking? At the, you got to rank 25 teams. I get that. Yeah. But the college football playoff committee has a history of setting up the back end of the top 25 to help further arguments. For strength sure, of schedule and those Florida types of State things. doesn't play Carolina. but And they're not going to play Carolina in the championship game. So, oh. again, I'm at a loss with the back-to-back weeks of losing to Virginia and losing to Georgia Tech. Campbell showed me nothing. So, what am I getting at Carolina with 24? I, I don't know. <laughs> Seriously. Like, what, did, did, did Bubba hit up Boo and be like, hey, man, can you do me a favor? I'm sure. Um Mac has a bonus in his contract for finishing the top 25. So maybe he doesn't want to pay that, but I don't, 
I don't know. It's hard to explain other than you need to rank 25 teams. I guess that's the case. And that's all I can really come up with as it relates to North Carolina. Now, all of these things will sort themselves out again because we have a very impactful weekend in college football. Yeah, looking forward to it, actually. So these things will, every week people start to hand ring about the rankings and everything else, but it's neither here nor there because we're going to have a lot of movement after this weekend. Really curious to see how Washington uh, handles uh, Utah. Yeah, this big upcoming. game. That's a huge game for Washington. And that gets, because I, I think as this progressive, and if Washington continues to win, they're going to jump Florida State based on resume. Yeah. Because the Pac-12, Florida State is setting up to be the number four seed. Yeah. Yeah. They're setting up. So who's going to drop out? And how well, is in Washington? Theory, in theory, the Michigan, Ohio State loser drops in out. In theory. But in we theory. have to see how that game goes. The committee has a fetish with Ohio State. They always do. So they always have. Although the real fetish that's coming out of the college football playoff discussions is around Michigan and what to do with Michigan and the sign stealing scandal. <laughs> Before we get into that, big thanks to Wings Ooh. Over for sponsoring all our conversations about college football. Again, as we talked about with uh, the OG tailgate, they do an amazing job with Wings. Go check them out in downtown Raleigh off of Hillsborough Street. They got parking. They're open for lunch. Obviously, they got spaces in Greenville and Chapel Hill as well. I enjoy everyone's reaction to when they actually eat the wings. Like, oh, like, oh you guys are not lying about this. This is legit. This is <laughs> Somebody legit. said that last night. They're like, oh, no, no, these are really good. So there's been some, I feel like every 12 hours, there's some new information that's coming out with the Michigan science signaling scandal. I, I was ready to move on, but it, it keeps getting more and more interesting. And it's the thing that college football people love. There's a character at the heart of all of this in Connor Stallions. I mean, even the name alone is amazing. And then when you combine that character with Jim Harbaugh, you end up here in Daily Fascination. Off the jump from this conversation, Michigan should not be banned from the college football playoff. I, this shouldn't even be part of the conversation. This d- embrace debate Seriously. topic that Come Stephen on. A. Smith is pushing on ESPN or what we tried to get last night in the college football playoff show and Boo Corrigan saying, man, our stance has not changed on Michigan until the NCAA says something about it, right? So this idea that you ban Michigan for the science-stealing scandal is ludicrous, and people need to drop it. It is not as clever or as you know, pounding the table. I'm strong opinion as you think it is. But here's where things get interesting. The NCAA finds no link between Harbaugh and Connor Stallions. Okay. They still might suspend him, but apparently there's no link. That's what the NCAA says. They did not find any evidence against Harbaugh. He and Michigan could sue the Big Ten over any potential punishment, too. So that's that's also lingering out there. But I do think that... No, I like the counter. I do think the that Michigan house. is handling this the best way because you and I have remained consistent on the entire story. When it comes to college athletics, when you get a scandal like this, and you don't really see a lot of coaches doing anything other than being nebulous about it. Like Matt Rule doing the little shitty. I mean, I mean we lost to a team that, that, they scouted scouted us, us. that scouted us. Buddy, come on, Matt. It's 45-7. You, you didn't lose because they scouted you, okay? But coaches use that. Sure. Coaches use that. But none of them, none of them. Much like with the whole tampering, like if there was actual tampering, if you really wanted to stop this from happening, you would actually go out and say, this guy's doing this, and I've taken it up with the NCAA. The last guy to do that, Phil Fulmer, ended up being a pariah. 
Like, how could you broke the code, Phil? You snitched. How dare you? Go look that up. It was a deep cut. It's a very deep cut, but think about it. Who really is the last major coach at a major program that snitched? And how was he treated? He kind of sort of tried, but not specifics. He wasn't specifics. Mac Brown keeps talking about tampering and yada, 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 but it's all nebulous shit that you can't really prove. It's just coaches complaining and all coaches complain. And it all comes from the angle of, you know, we're the only honest establishment in this ruthless cowboy town. And Michigan went full Casablanca. They're like gambling in this establishment. So Michigan accuses Ohio State Rutgers and Purdue of sharing info on Harbaugh's signals. This is not new. Well, Shiano worked at Ohio State, so yes. it makes sense. Yes. Yes. Again, I will ask. This is a sport. Mm-hmm. This is your reminder. This is a sport where they send, in the old days, tape to the opponent. Right. So that you can review what they do. Mm-hmm. Now. There are these ridiculous banners that they hold up to try to protect these signals. But I'll ask again, why can't you just call a play? What happened to just sending people in and out of the huddle and calling a play and moving this thing along? I think it's easier than that. Why don't you just do radio signals? Oh, well, no, Joe. They're going to have to sell tag-alongs in order to uh, Mm. be able to afford the the communication because no one is getting, as David Cutcliffe once said, no one's getting rich in this business. That's right. I forgot forgot that uh, little old Dabo. Is really struggling to pay the bills at home, man. Really struggling uh, as they put yet another bowling alley in their facility. Yeah, so this there's an easy solution here, but they don't want to do it. But then, of course, it just leads to the next form of cheating. I mean, let's talk about the Patriots. Hey, maybe this will be the reason that football breaks off because the, the, it in will be. theory it will be. They don't use helmet communications because Central Michigan can't afford it mm-hmm. because you know. ECU can't afford it. That that's the reason right now. Well, if, and if we can't do it at that level, then it, it's one for all, all for one, right? So maybe this will be the the way to get college football to actually break off and be its own entity, maybe. as opposed to the nonsense that we have going on right now. So I, I applaud Michigan for a saying we'll go to court over this if you try to suspend us. Number one, number Michigan's two, Michigan's playing the they're playing the game, playing the bond, showing a king card, man. They're just like, Dude, I, nothing. Props I wrote to these rules, people. Nothing <laughs> but props to Michigan for this stuff because they're the way Michigan go is going about it is turning the coaches into hypocrites about how this game is played. Like, Oh, do you want to air out the dirty laundry? You think we cross some sort of line? Okay. Let's talk about this. Let's go ahead and put out the fact that y'all share information too. It's all about trying to find out what you're doing to get an edge on you. Yeah. You brought up the coaches talk, man. You brought up the little, Coaches, sometimes, like, again, the fact that we just let wakey leaks go into the dustbin of history tells you everything you need to know about this business, all right? They literally had the guy's playbooks because a scorned coach who ended up on the broadcast. Not the playbook, the, the game plan. The game plan, yeah. all right? And which Shane is, Beamer is now, now the head coach of South Carolina. Which, again, I will try to add a little nuance here. Yeah. Having somebody's game plan actual script totally different and plays like wake forest had trick plays that they were practicing mm-hmm. that they hadn't used in games mm-hmm. that were that were that was given away and that's different we've forgotten about that but that's different than scouting it going to a game and yeah. scouting a team and saying hey when they go fist pump you know wiggle wiggle right <laughs> it strong wait joe see if you can de- decode this see if you need to be a marine to decode this joe strong Right. Oh my, how could they ever come up with this? Oh my God. 
I, I, we need to get these people back in time to World War II so they're the code breakers. No, Joe, strong left. Oh, like, come on, guys. What are we talking about here? Big thanks to Breeze Through for sponsoring. Speaking of strong, <laughs> strong coffee, no, strong <laughs> coffee. So yeah, head over to head over to Breeze Through like we did yesterday ahead of the OG tailgate. Ah, got all the so ice. Good. Got a little coffee to get things going. Got the hydration that we needed, and more important, got plates. No, well, I was taking plates, plates. Were important. Huge. Your hat. Yes, it's in my car. Yes. <laughs> Gas station beers, baby. That's a, that's a sweet hat. It fit me right. Hats are funny with me, man. But that's a really nice hat. It is a nice hat. And they sell them at Breeze Through. Yes, they do. Rep gas station beers. Yeah. Because that's what we were doing yesterday, repping gas station beers. So head out to the Breeze Throughs all across North Carolina. They got convenient locations here in the Triangle, just outside PNC Arena, Carter Finn Stadium. Got one just outside Chapel Hill. Uh, where was the other? Oh, there was the, the but there's, there, there's the other uh, Breeze Through that I hit on... Um, Carrie Parkway and yeah. I house. Yeah. I hit that one a lot too. Uh, so anyway, go, uh, go check them out. We appreciate Adam, and the crew over at breeze through and thanks to butcher's market. Um, you want to elevate your tailgating. Look, wings are great, but maybe you want to grill. Totally get that. They have an amazing selection of things you can throw on the grill at butcher's market. More importantly, as we get into the holiday entertaining season, they got appetizers. I cannot recommend the grape leaves, the stuffed grape leaves enough. Cannot recommend them enough. You want to do twice-baked potatoes and you don't want to go through that process? They have amazing twice-baked potatoes at Butcher's Tortellini Salad, one of my favorites. That's a good one, too. Absolutely on board with you on that one. If you Actually, if you find something that you don't like there, let us know. Yeah, it's going to be... That's how confident I am in their selection process that they do such a great job of everything they put in that store. Mm -hmm. If you're like, hey, uh, I don't like this, okay, then we'll, we'll, we'll give you a prize. I got a I got a tumbler right here that I'll give you. If you're oh, that's like, right. You got a you got a butcher's Actually, market. Uh, I didn't like, I didn't like uh, I didn't no, like no, this. it's got to be legit. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Next topic, please. So, Joe, would you like to talk about my favorite NFL topic, or would you like to talk about what's going to happen in New England with Bill Belichick over the next um, couple of well, weeks? Let's close on a flourish with um, your boy. So let's start with Belichick. So Belichick was asked this week if he's got assurances about his job the rest of the year. Now there are reports that Bill Belichick has signed a lucrative contract. That's right. Yeah. As if Robert Kraft doesn't have any money and yeah, we're somehow. Yeah. Yeah. There are some rumors that would make it prohibitive to him being fired. There are, there are some rumors too that there could be another team that would come in to make a trade for Bill Belichick. Oh Lord. I think Washington has been tied to some of those rumors. Oh no. To get Ron Rivera out of there and bring Bill Belichick to uh, DC. That's been out there. But my favorite part of this, the New York post post actually had this story this week that the Patriots already have their next coach ready to go. Do you know who that is? Do not. Mike Vrabel, Tennessee Titans head coach. Now I would like that. Vrabel already has a contract extension with the Titans. So there would probably have to be some sort of compensation to get Vrabel from Tennessee. But this makes a lot of sense because if there's one interesting little side story this week in the NFL that fascinates me is the allegiance people have to the Patriots that come through the organization, the whole Patriot way thing. Josh McDaniels got fired last week 
This is now twice where he has not made it through two seasons at his stop. Happened in Denver, now happens in Las Vegas. Did you see the locker room video after they won this week with Antonio Pierce as their interim head coach? It looked like they won the Super Bowl. Remember, you and I had a bottle of champagne? (laughs) Times 100. (laughs) They were ready. They were ready to party (laughs) when that guy got out of there, okay? (laughs) So, I found that interesting. But I don't think Josh McDaniels is going to be the next coach of the Patriots, even though he has love for the Patriots. So much so, there was a story in the breakdown of what happened in Las Vegas where Antonio Pierce had said he brought up, because remember, he's the Giants. They beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, all that stuff, right? According to one report behind the scenes, as they were doing this kind of like airing of grievances and we're going to get this season turned around, Pierce makes this reference to the Giants and game plan and beating the Patriots. And this pissed off Josh McDaniels. And he reportedly said, don't you ever bring up the Patriots like that again, buddy. You're no longer there, man. You're the head coach of the Raiders. Like, why are you worried about what somebody has to say about your old team, man? Yeah. So that, that's an indicator of, oh, man, what, what is it about the Patriots brainwashing, the reality distortion field that exists in New England, which gets me to Mike Vrabel. A couple of weeks ago, he was inducted into the Patriots <laughs> Hall of Fame. Remember that, Ring right? of Honor. The Ring of Honor. Yeah. The way he talked about the Patriots as the sitting head coach of the Tennessee Titans raised an eyebrow. He's like, fans, you don't know how good you have it here in New England. It's just built different. But you're, again, dude, you're the head coach of Tennessee. (laughs) You're supposed to be talking about how your culture there is better. You sitting here are getting misty-eyed about the Patriots organization, which if I'm the owner of the Tennessee Titans, I go, "Hmm." so you haven't gotten over her, have you? I see. I see. (laughs) Well, I don't know. If she's so great, maybe you should just go back. (laughs) Which I think is going to happen. I actually think it's going to happen. They're not going to fire Bill Belichick in the middle of the season. No. That's just not how that's no. going to happen. So this idea that he's somehow worried about his job going forward the rest of the year is silly. Would they fire him? Probably. But I do think what's going to end up happening is that Robert Kraft is going to Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick, if you will. He's going to utilize him as leverage, and he's going to get something in return for a team that's thirsty enough to bring Bell Belichick. Now, that gets to the other question. Vince Lombardi finished his career with Washington, too. Is Bill Belichick worth it? To Washington? Yes. Based on what we've seen in New England. They went and got Shanahan. They went and got Gibbs. That was the other guy. Based on what we've seen from Bill Belichick post-Tom Brady, is he worth it? Do you think the decisions he's been making in New England post Tom Brady are what you want with your organization now? No, he should retire. He no, should retire. He's gonna go, he's gonna get the record. He's not gonna retire before he wins the record. So where is he gonna do it then? Washington? He's not gonna do it in New England. It's not happening in New England. They got to move on after this year. I don't believe that. I don't believe they'll do that. Really? Yeah. You think you don't think Robert Kraft is gonna sit here and keep taking this terrible crap? After for another year, because there's really no the decisions Bill Belichick has been making as a personnel guy have not been working, and he keeps bringing now, his buddies on. I was going to say now, if Belichick doesn't give certain things up, like remember last year he thought he could have Matt Patricia and Joe Judge right call plays. How'd that work? That was preposterous. Are they going to bring back Josh McDaniels for this? That's preposterous. So now, if he if Kraft went to him and said, "Hey, you haven't been making great personnel decisions. I, but I still obviously believe that you're an excellent coach. Mm-hmm. I want you to still coach a team. And then if he gets his knickers in a twist and is like, Hey, I, I am a GM. I am Bill Parcells. I am, 
I am the cook who gets to choose his own ingredients. Mm -hmm. That type of falling out. But I don't, I think the only thing, the Patriots are never going to win another Super Bowl. Bill Belichick will never win another Super Bowl. No, no, no. no, This is not about that. But there is something too with these guys. Don't forget the owners and the coaches. Oh, now we have the winningest coach in NFL. All right. All right. We passed on Shula. We couldn't, we couldn't have the perfect season, but we got win number 348. The other NFL item this week that is cracking me up 140, is my guy, Aaron Rodgers. Your guy. My guy. So Monday Night Football, because we got sidetracked by a bunch of other things yesterday. And Monday Night Football, here is Aaron Rodgers. And he goes up to Derwin James and catch this, show. Give me a few weeks. Aaron Rodgers then went on with uh, Pat McAfee, like he usually does on Tuesday, and says, you know, a couple fortnights. Fortnights. Yeah. Fortnights. Because, you know, he's got fancy language. Sure. He's a very learned man, Aaron Rodgers. An erudite, if you will. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, a couple things. The fir- First off, what makes Aaron Rodgers think that the New York Jets, as currently constructed, are going to be in the playoff contention? Right now, the entirety of the AFC North is in playoff contention. The AFC East ain't built the same way, man. And there's nothing about the the the, the Jets that would lead you to believe they're one quarterback away from turning it around. Now, you're raising an eyebrow. Look, I'm not trying to tell you Zach Wilson's been great. Game? I mean, they're a game and a half behind the Dolphins. I'm not sitting here telling you that Zach Wilson's been great. But Zach Wilson has not been turning the ball over profusely. Could he do things better? Of course he can. But you know what Zach Wilson's dealing with that I would love to see a 40-year-old quarterback with a surgically repaired ankle, try to do running for quickly, his life, run for his freaking life. Is, is Aaron Rodgers watching this? Of course he's watching this, but Aaron Rodgers is very, very consistent. You want know what Aaron Rodgers wants attention, always wants attention. And he's trying to make it out that somehow, some way listening to whale sex is the reason why he's going to be back on the field sooner rather than later. And what's funny is I can't, I can only be so mad at Aaron Rodgers, man. Because he has plenty of people who are carrying it for him. You have the Adam Schefters of the world who are like, look at Aaron Rodgers defying science. He's not defying science. He's utilizing science, you dipshits. Like, listen to yourself. The reason why Aaron Rodgers is even doing what he's doing is because of science. All right? This idea that he's not using the latest in medical technology to get back on the field sooner than later. Are you stupid? Are you that stupid? Are you so just, oh my God, I got to be in Aaron Rodgers' orbit that I'm going to say whatever shit I have to say to make him like me? Is that what this is? This has to be what it is. Are you so desperate for attention from Aaron that you're gassing him up? Like, What does it accomplish? What does it accomplish? Maybe you get a bazillion dollar contract with ESPN. I don't think Pat McAfee's the problem. Pat McAfee, I don't think he is, but McAfee's just doing I'll his job. McAfee's that. doing his job. No, 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 that's I'm not his job. About, he created it. I'm talking about other people that have no, no business I'm with casting you. him up. I'm with you, Chef. None. Especially none. when mock Chef are on. I mean, come on. McAfee's show. Come on. So, right, he clowned you. Yeah. He clowned you, and you're still like, oh, my God. If I say enough, if I tweet enough nice things about Aaron Rodgers, maybe, maybe he'll text me back. That he, yeah. Maybe. I don't know yeah. what it is. But ultimately... Ultimately, I hope he comes back sooner than later because I would laugh hysterical. Careful. Hysterical. Okay. What do you mean careful? 
Don't don't root for injuries. I'm not rooting for injuries. Okay. I I just I, again, it's one thing to have him out there on the field throwing lasers, jogging around, no limp. Cool. Awesome. What's game speed in comparison? Not that. Oh, and <laughs> and what's the reason why? What's the reason why you got hurt in your opinion? The turf. So you want to go back out there? That quickly when everybody tells you you shouldn't be doing that. Okay, buddy, you do your thing. You do your thing. Every conversation we have about the Carolina Panthers, who play Thursday against the Chicago Bears. Yeah, it's going to be a tough night. It's brought to you by graffiti, all our NFL conversations. What's that being too mean about Aaron Rodgers? No. Okay. I'm going to be nice. Aaron's in his own orbit. He is in his own orbit. Anyway, as I come down from my Aaron Rodgers high, We know what's better than whale sex sounds. <laughs> Great prices on bourbon, Joe. Weller fudge balls. <laughs> <laughs> so hit up graffiti in downtown Cary. They got a great bourbon selection. Um, I don't think they'll put on whale noises while you drink. You can just watch football, which is good. So on Sunday, check out all their bourbon specials. It's good stuff. So big thanks to graffiti for sponsoring our conversations about I can't wait for you to have the Weller fudge balls. I know. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, Joey. I've never had Joey's balls before. They're tasty. Looking forward to it. Absolutely looking forward to it. Hanging out with us in studio, News and Observer covers Duke. He is Steve Wiseman. He's also an AP Top 25 voter. To tie back to our college football playoff conversation from earlier, Carolina was ranked 24th according to the CFP. Not on my ballot. Okay, I just want to like, <laughs> I'm like, I want to make sure I'm not missing any. I think I know you got to rank 25 teams, yeah. but and at the bottom of the of the ballot is the cesspool at this point. Oh, okay, but, but even then, check. even then, the things that that caused me to drop Carolina out the week before, yeah. weren't fixed by Campbell. So okay, I didn't think so. No. Although I do like Carolina's chances against Duke because I feel like Carolina is catching Duke. At a good time, unfortunately for Duke. No Riley Leonard this Saturday. Right. So it's going to be Beelan or Loftus? Loftus is is looking like the guy. So what's going on with the fourth? He, he has an upper body injury. Okay. That he's been dealing with for two months now. And he's playing through. And, and he's, he's playing, playing through, through it. it. Yeah. Okay. Right. And, and so. And with Riley Leonard, he tried to play through it, but this is a new injury. This it's is not a, a re-aggravation. Toe. Right. He injured the toe. Uh, against Louisville. Okay. And that's why he was wearing a boot on the sidelines Thursday night gotcha. against Wake. Gotcha. Because so, I, I thought yes. with a quick turnaround Thursday night, I, I could see where it didn't make sense to right. play Riley Leonard thinking, okay, quick turnaround. He's been hurt. Carolina's coming up. So I'm, I'm a little surprised. I mean, it must be bad if you got to keep Riley off the field. Yes. And it's it was extended time as well. Okay. You know, I was told. So got it. multiple games. But we're focused on quarterback for Duke. I think we're also forgetting that one of Duke's strengths so far this season has been their defense, especially no. up front. Right. And it's the thing that, you know, Carolina has shown a tendency you know, to, to have Drake May deal with pressure and work around that. But Duke's been dealing with injuries on that front, too. They have mostly, you know, in the secondary and also like their leading tackler, uh, Dorian Mossy, mm-hmm. didn't play against Wake. And so we're not sure if he's going to play this week or not. It's everybody's day to day. Of course. We'll we see. all are. We all are. We all so are, we should man. know that. But uh, yeah, so there is that point in the season when teams get banged up and Duke, Wake, teams like that that don't have all the depth that other schools do. Mm-hmm. 
you know. But they're also banged up with their offensive line. Like Grant Barton hasn't played; he's going to yeah. be in the NFL next year. And Jacob Monk's been banged up, so yeah. we'll see. Why but, don't you uh, weigh in on a season-long conversation, a decade-long, a twenty-year uh, conversation that Joe Ovius and I have been having? If Duke had played Louisville's schedule, what do you think Duke's record would be? Yeah, it'd be. What are they six and three now? Mm-hmm. Um, Louisville's eight and one, right? <laughs> Probably we, eight and one. We, we talked about this <laughs> back in July that Duke could theoretically have a better year with a worse record, yes, because of their schedule. This is not a new concept, and, and they've already won six, which I thought yeah. six would be the top. Why I, I, I watermark for what they had, so and, they've already exceeded what I thought. And what be. you couldn't count on is the fact that their key guys, Riley Leonard, who really started the year off in an amazing fashion against Clemson, got hurt. And at 80% at Florida State was holding it down. So I kind of love it when Joe misses the point, though. I'm not missing the point. (laughs) Georgia Tech. Hmm. I'm not missing the point. Hmm. I'm telling you that Duke Duke would have been able to handle Hmm. this schedule. Virginia Tech. I'm telling you Hmm. right now, Duke would have been able to handle the schedule, all things being equal with a healthy quarterback. I'm looking at Louisville's schedule. I get what you're saying. I'm telling you, Duke's been good enough. division schedule. They're not playing the best teams. Now, all right. Settle this for me, Steve. Okay. (laughs) So Steve Steve can answer this (laughs) question. Duke, meanwhile, is playing the Atlantic schedule. That's right. Steve, Steve, and they are six and three. Fine, fine, fine. Even with their excellent coach and excellent defense. Steve, how long have you been here? So you can answer I've this question. Here, yes. How long? Decade you? and a half. Okay. Oh, so 13, you, 14 years now. So. Okay. So you, you've been here long enough to know about NC State shit. <laughs> yes. Although in the case of the MJ Moore situation, is it a matter of NC State shit or NC State can have nice things? There's a difference. I think it's the latter. NC State can have nice things. My theory to counter Joe's, and I think this is a foolproof argument, counter argument to this. Look at the Atlantic Division and how difficult it's been. Oh, my goodness. If we follow Joe's own law of the wolf, if NC State and Carolina swapped places, one for one swap, or because you're the Duke guy, Duke and NC State swapped places, do you know what would happen? You know what would happen? What would have happened? What would have happened? Yeah. Tell me. Virginia Tech (laughs) and Miami would have gotten their act together. They would be running the league. <laughs> Not Clemson. Miami probably has two national championships. <laughs> Virginia Tech isn't, you know, going through coaches and yada, yada, yada. Right. Basically, NC State <laughs> shit proves, the law of the wolf proves that the coastal would have turned into the Atlantic and we'd have Atlantic anarchy instead of coastal chaos. You follow me? I see what you're saying. Am I wrong? I, it's hard. You can't argue with it okay, because, like, that's the, that's the law of the wolf, right? It is the law of the wolf. Thank you very much. They got much. dealt a bad hand. Uh, speaking of dealing with things, um, so back to back to Loftus, who's going to be starting for Duke in this game against uh, against North Carolina. Apparently, Grayson ain't tripping, Joe. I'm going to put this up on the screen here so you can see that. This is a tweet that Duke football put out and then deleted, and it says, Grayson ain't tripping. Oh, Grayson, Allen, the tripper. <laughs> Is this, are we in a world, again, they deleted so the tweet. Duke football trolling Duke basketball. Is that I love it. You, you want more signs that Coach K is no longer in the building? You want more signs? That right there tells me everything that I need to know. Now, I got to leave. I love the sass. Yeah, I, yes. I mean. I think it's great. I think it's hilarious, but 
That's good. I understand why it had to be taken down. I do sure. too. But again, I just need further proof that Coach K is no longer the head coach That's at right. Duke. He's in the building, but he's not. But the head he's coach. not. He's not saying like, uh, guys, what is this going to say? Mean? The retina scan. Yeah, all those things. <laughs> this is my way to transition to Duke. Uh, as we got the start of Duke basketball, as we got yeah. the start of the season uh, in college basketball. Where's my guy, Mark Mitchell? Help me. What's going on? Yeah, he's got him on fantasy. It's not working out so Spray well. Sprain ankle. Ugh. All right. You so know how those things linger, man. Help, 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 me, uh, help us resolve another argument that Joe and I have had. Because we do this every year in college basketball where it's like, okay, you see a little early depth. They're going through their bench, yada, yada, yada. And then eventually they things pair down. down. to seven guys or whatever, eight guys, yeah. But that was Coach K. Yeah. This is John Shire. Right. And John Shire has shown, based on last year, that he has zero issues throwing out different lineups when needed. They've they won in different ways. So I think what we saw on, on on what is it, Tuesdays, what was it, Monday? Yeah, Monday, Monday night. Yes. Monday night's uh, start for Duke. Nine o'clock start. I know. That was brutal. That's why, you're, that's why you're here today. Yes. <laughs> Instead of Tuesday. Um, I think we just saw more of the same. These freshmen are going to be fulfilling roles coming off the bench. They can roll deep. They got into early foul trouble, so those guys, you know, Caleb Foster, Caleb Foster came, came in, fifteen came in. points, and you can well, also go to Jalen Blakes if you yes, need to. Who's the steady veteran, right? Who you know, <laughs> so <laughs> He's like Matt Jones for you know, like, <laughs> barring uh, barring health because that was Duke's issue last year, and yeah. a lot of health issues. I think I think they can still power through that. And Duke's clearly, I know it's one game and we can overreact, but I'm just seeing a continuation of last year for Duke, and uh, I like their chances to win the league straight it, up. I mean, yeah, they. The depth is really good. And like Jared's tag analysis. <laughs> no crap. The magazine. I like exclusive. the team who is the preseason favorite yep. to win With the, the league. That doesn't, that, that doesn't matter sometimes because remember, it's always Virginia's regular season I, stuff listen, to do, right? Let's look where they play Miami. Though. That's probably yeah, what the it'll schedule. come down Jim, to. Jim yeah. Laranago always finds a way to, to throw a wrench mm, in things. They only play there. But yeah. it could be problematic. As I said yesterday, the vibes around Duke basketball are immaculate. I mean, the recruiting yeah. and everything else, like... Yeah, we forgot. They got Cooper Flag, and then they added another five-star guy yeah. just after that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're aiming for... There's one more out there that may be coming. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Wow. He's a, he's a guard. They need, getting it done. They need some some dribblers, and they got one that's okay. on, the, on the hook. All so right, we'll man. see. Look, we'll see. There's a reason Not why. a guard, Steve. He's a winner. <laughs> he's mm. plays winner. Is winner. All right, Steve. Get out of here, man. Thanks. Big thanks to Steve Wiseman for hanging out with us. And big thanks to Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority for sponsoring Ovias and Jellio. Check them out, bugsbite.com, Joe. Again, that's bugsbite.com. Moisture barrier, mice, all things you should be working on, looking on this winter season. You don't want to go fight those things. You certainly don't want a mold or a mildew problem. No, I almost feel like I need to call him for my shed because I pulled some stuff out of the shed. Well, your fa- your shed is fancy, though. It's it's a fancy-ish shed. Mm-hmm. It needs something in there because when I pulled out some chairs and some other stuff, I'm like, that smells. Storage. Yes. Storage smells mm-hmm. just bad, 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 bad. So maybe these are things you might not even know about. That's Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority. They handle these things. Go to bugsbite.com. All kinds of ways, ways to save their... Big thanks to Hayes, the OG OG. All right, let's get out of here with some Hey Joe questions. Thanks to our friends at Oakwood Pizza Box. It's a Wednesday. Pizza open. Let's go. Uh, To the YouTube comment section. The YouTubers. As people were reacting to MJ Morris and his red shirt. 
This is from Mega Ziggy. Even with the NIL landscape, this just feels like one of those things that can only happen at NC State. <laughs> None and duns in basketball, backdoor red shirts. It's all crazy. And as our friends Steve Young pointed out yesterday and Kevin Tyndall, big, both big yeah, state big fans. Big state guys. I'm glad we got them together. Yes. Oh, they were, oh, NC State is always on the cutting edge of something new. They really right? are. Like Russell Wilson was like uh-huh. the first grad transfer uh-huh. of note. Uh-huh. Right. And everyone's like, what is this free agency in football? I know. Like, I oh, know. yeah. He was at NC State. And to your point, the none and duns. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I apparently touched the nerve yesterday when I was kind of dismissive of Ryan Finley and Devin Leary as state Just quarterbacks. I mean, Ryan was a replacement level quarterback. Yeah. So this is, this was, uh, got Chris Leary and bad. Leary and especially Finley head and shoulders better than Morris. I didn't say that. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't say that. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to make a one for one for MJ Morris. I'm simply saying in the grand conversation about how we romanticize NC state quarterbacks, we have to have honest conversations about what Ryan Finley was at NC state. He was a, he was a nice college quarterback. Nice. As I said, NC State has three things. I know. Tailgates, I know. quarterbacks, ice cream. And Devin Leary is the same thing. But the nice. problem, you can't devalue who Philip was. You can't devalue who Russell no, was. No, you cannot. No, and you, you can't cannot. sit there and be like, well, because Ryan Finley had X amount of passing yards in a six-year career, by the way. Yeah, it was a long time. Um, then, then he is better than Russell. He's better than Philip Rivers. Or no. He's no. the equivalent of... No. no. Yes, yeah, so it's from Brian. No, he's Devin perfectly Leary and Ryan Finley were just okay WTF are you talking about? It's it's funny. It actually ties into a conversation that Dimitri seems to be having with some Panthers fans and Sam Howell, right? There's Bradley, a longtime listener, mm-hmm. keeps bringing up like, you know, you know, you had opportunities to say to take Sam Howell and he could be your quarterback. The Panthers yeah. could have taken Sam Howell instead of what was going on with Bryce Young. They look at what Sam Howell's doing. Like, well, I mean, Sam Howell's doing what you expect out of Sam Howell. He is throwing picks. He's dealing with pressure. Now he's got a better team around him than Bryce Young does. And he might even have a better offensive coordinator and Eric Bieniemy that he's working with in Washington. Might even have a better coach than Ron Rivera. Just saying. But Dimitri's point, and one that I agree with, is that we get so myopic about what we see in the triangle. We, we, we elevate guys who are just okay into something they're not. And with Carolina especially, they don't exactly have a track record of NFL QBs. So when one does... You're like, that's our guy. To your point about Drake May, Drake May might be the Philip Rivers for mm-hmm. UNC football going forward, where you look back on his time in Chapel Hill and go, man, and we had this dude who's going to play 15 years in the NFL, and what do we got? So I do think we have a tendency that if we don't look at other quarterbacks, if we don't look at other programs, and you're so desperate to cling on to something that you you elevate something. And to your point, when it comes to NC State and quarterbacks, it's a point that Brownlow's made. Dimitri's not here to defend himself. Yeah. Arguably, Saban's best team was in the pandemic, and Mac fucking Jones was the quarterback. Well, okay. There's a lot of other things that oh, go okay. on. Okay. That okay. Mac and, and, and my point will remain the same. CBU is in Alabama now. It's all Alabama. Come now. on. Alabama has surpassed us in QBU. Sorry. Get Sorry. I agree with Demetrius. Uh, so they get Jalen Hurts? Yeah, they get Jalen Hurts too. Okay. Just like NC State gets Russell Wilson, right? Mm-hmm. Because Wisconsin technically made Russell Wilson into an NFL prospect. He's a legend. No, Lincoln Riley made Jalen Hurts. That's the correct answer. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here uh, with one more from Threads. Uh, hey, Joe, will the Joes start taking the BRT to do the podcast when it's built? Also looks like a good place to hang some flyers. Uh, so apparently Raleigh is building a new type of mass transit, and it's some sort of bus rapid transit. Looks like 
It looks like they're taking what I've seen in Disney World and some other uh, downtown areas where they take the middle part out of roads and it's just for buses. So if you can't do light rail, you basically carve out pieces of the road to make the buses work and get to where they need to be faster rather than dealing with the normal laws of traffic. To be clear, we'll bring our QR codes anywhere. Yeah. I mean, that's as simple as that. You tell us where the, where we can put them and we will. It's all about the guerrilla marketing. Uh, who knows? Who knows where we might tailgate next? That's going to wrap it up for today's show. Uh, I'm going to be in Detroit in under 10 hours. Please text me <laughs> with all your bets, and I will be taking a 25% cut of your winnings, Joe. 25% cut. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.